And I'm going to read from verses 27 to 30. Let's stand together. Let's stand together uh, for the reading of God's word. If you find yourself in the book of Philippians chapter 1, uh, verses 27 uh, to 30, we are going to read the word of God. I read, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Look at verse 28. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. Look at verse 29. I love this verse. You know, when I was in Bible school, I memorized verse 29. The Bible says, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to what? To believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which ye saw in me, and now here to be in me. You know, this morning, uh, I'll be preaching on the subject of living out loud. Living out loud. Living your Christian life loudly for people to hear. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the Bible this morning. Thank you for the truth of your word. I want you to help me to communicate your word to the understanding of your people. Fill me with your power and the Holy Ghost. Father, I pray, O oh Lord, that you will touch everyone's hearts so that they will go home challenged and changed. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's be seated. Now, this is the epistle of Apostle Paul. It was written to the Christian at Philippi. And when you know this epistle, this was written when Apostle Paul was in prison. It is called one of his prisons epistles. Okay? One of his prison epistles. And he desired that they should not be afraid to live their Christian life publicly. Okay? His fear was, once people trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, they want to live their Christian life as a secret agent. They don't want people to know about their faith. They don't want people to know about their life. So, Apostle Paul was telling them that, listen, you become a child of God, you are a Christian, you are a child of God, and I don't want you to live your life as a secret agent Christian. They don't want their identity to be known. They don't want to suffer. They don't want to be revealed. Now, looking at the situation as Paul, and he was passing through, and everything that he was passing through in his ministry, a lot of people, they've moved away from Apostle Paul. They do not want to be identified with him in his suffering. But he wrote to the, I mean, to the church at Philippi, encouraging them not to be discouraged by what he was going through. Not to be discouraged by his affliction. You know, have you ever seen a Christian that is going through so many troubles in his life? And you look at it like, ah, hey, wow, Christian, going to this trouble. Ah, a lot of people, they are so afraid 
to give themselves unto God because they look at the life of other Christians that are, they are serving God and they look at suffering. What do they see? Suffering. Oh, I don't want to be that kind of Christian that is suffering. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, it is given unto us in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to what? To suffer for his sake. So, Christians at Philippi, they look at Paul's suffering. How can the man that told us the gospel be put in prison? And Paul was trying to encourage them. That Christian life is not what you think it is. Christian life is not everything is going to be alright with you. Now, so many churches today, they want to promise you a lot of empty promises. They want to tell you that, oh, once you are a child of God, you know, the Lord is going to bless you. You are going to have everything that you wanted. Oh, you will not suffer. And listen, none of us could send it to one if it was upon Fejia. Or if I ask you, how many of you want to suffer? None of us. But the Bible is telling us that once we have seen it in the life of Apostle Paul, it's an example of a man, of a Christian, who suffered so many things for the sake of Christ. Apostle Paul, he was persecuted. He was persecuted because of his faith. And now, it bothers me that so many New Age churches are just promising people empty word of comfort. Very empty word of comfort. And you know what we have in our country today? Do you know that uh, in, in the charismatic and Pentecostal churches today, we have about, let's say, a, I mean, about 20% to 25% of people from that they are turning atheists. You know what that means? They are saying that there is no God anymore. I've seen people, listen, listen, if you go online, you see a lot of things that are happening. I've seen 25% of people from a Pentecostal and charismatic background, they've turned to being an atheist because they promise them charm. Like, oh, God is an automatic. Once you say, oh, he will just give you everything that you want. You will never suffer. Just come to Christ. And they come to Christ and they realize that, ah, you know, that is not what I'm expressing. But you promised me that I'm going to have this. You promised me I'm going to have that. You promised me I'm going to ride cars. You promised me I'm going to be problem free. But the moment I become a Christian, one problem is coming to another. I've seen a friend of mine that told me, he came to Bible school. He was a Muslim. And he became a Christian. And he just said he wants to take some Bible courses. And after taking Bible courses, he came to Bible school. He was living in the hostel, in the same hostel. And he started having problems. And you know what he started doing? He said, I thought once I become a Christian, I'm going to have everything I wanted. Things are going to be fine with me. Things are going to be alright with me. I'm sure the same thing the church at Philippi, when they were looking at the life of Apostle Paul, the man that was preaching the word of God to us is not supposed to be going through so many troubles that he's facing. Now, he wants to encourage them. He wants to encourage them that, listen, Christian life is not what you think it's supposed to be. Even right from the Old Testament. Looking at the life of so many men of God, they stood for God in the, st- in the face of persecution. Look at the life of Jeremiah. You know what, Jeremiah? Jeremiah expressed so many things in his life. Now, Jeremiah comes to that point in his life and say, God, I'm not going to make mention of your name. He said, he said to God, God, you have deceived me. 
I thought I'm going to be okay. I'm sure many of us, we felt the same way that, God, you have deceived me. I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying. I'm going to church. I should have everything I wanted. I should have everything that you promised me. It doesn't work that way. Jeremiah experienced persecution for standing for God. Daniel, okay, Daniel was thrown into lion's den. I mean, why would anyone throw I mean, Daniel into lion's den? Because he was praying. Let me tell you something tonight. I mean, to, I mean, this morning, as a child of God, we are going to face persecution. We are going to face trials. But we must not be ashamed to live our Christian life publicly. We should not be ashamed to live our life to the glory of God. We should not be ashamed to live house loudly. Let the people see what you believe. Let the people see the power of God upon your life. Let the people see the presence of God upon your life. Let the people see the mighty hand of God upon your life. Even when you are going through trials and tribulations. You know, Christian, people are watching you. People are watching you. They want to watch your reaction to the things that are going on in your life. And God wants you to understand that we can live our Christian life loudly. What are the things that Apostle Paul suggested to the church at Philippa? Number one, look at verse 27. Look at what it says in verse 27. It says, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of what? Of Christ. The first thing he told them that you must walk consistently. Listen, if we are going to live our Christian life publicly and loudly, we must walk our Christian life consistently. He said, let your conversation be as become. I said, let your conversation be as though it is a gospel. The word conversation means your behavior, your attitude, your life, your work. So many Christians today, they are not working consistently with God. They are not working as they ought to work. There must be a consistency in our work if we are to live out our faith loudly. God hates inconsistent, inconsistency. God hates when we are not consistent, when we are not upright, when we are not straight in what we are doing. A lot of times, we want to let our talk, talks. But let me tell you something. It is time we let our work talks. Amen? It is time that we Christians, we let our work, our work talks. You don't have to tell people, ah, I'm a Christian in me. Don't you know I'm a Christian? No, they should not look at you and say, I mean, they should be the one to look at you and say, listen, you are a Christian. So the Bible says that let your behavior be as becoming the gospel of Christ. What are you doing, Christian? Are you working consistently? In alone. Listen, if you are not working consistently, you are not living your Christian life loudly. The Bible says something that I want you to understand today. Many Christians are not working right. They, they, they are one thing at church and another thing at home. That is inconsistency. When you come to church, you all smile. Oh, bless God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But when you go home, you are a different thing. 
When you go home, you are different in your home. You are different in your family. You are a totally different person. But when you come to the house of God, oh, bless God. Yes, we are going to church. Yes, that is inconsistency. And you are bringing shame to the name of Christ. So God is telling you and I, listen, every one of us, we need help. We all need help. No one is perfect here. But God has his perfect book for imperfect people so that we can become so perfect. Amen? Amen. We have this book. The reason why God gave us this book is so that you and I, we can learn how to walk consistently. Let Let your conversation has become the gospel. We will hinder other people for coming to Christ if we are not working consistently. Amen? Amen. You know, how would you feel like for people looking at you and saying, Hey, I will never be a Christian in my life. That is a shame. I'm saying that is a shame to Christians. We should never let our inconsistently, I shed it there Listen, we as a child of God, God has a job for you. That is why a lot of Christians say, ah, Christianity is hard. Because the way we are living, we are not letting our life so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Inconsistency we hinder other people from coming to Christ. Number two, inconsistency, we limit our spiritual growth. Inconsistency, we limit our spiritual growth. When you are not consistent in what you are doing for the Lord, when you are not consistent in your family, you know, when you're supposed to read your Bible and you read it today and you don't read it tomorrow, you read it today, you don't read it tomorrow. When you're supposed to go to church, you go to church today, you don't go to church tomorrow. When you're supposed to pray, you pray today, you don't pray tomorrow. When you're supposed to, I mean, you, you, you fellowship, you go so many, you go so many today, you don't go tomorrow. Inconsistency will hinder your spiritual growth. Listen. I want you to listen to me this morning. God wants you to be consistent. God wants to be what he wants you to be. And the consistency will help you. We help your spiritual growth. If that's okay, it will help our spiritual growth. How much do you want to grow? What, what goal do you set for yourself? What is that goal of spiritual lady that you set for yourself? What do you want to become at the end of this year? Oh yeah, I want to become a mighty Christian. I want to serve the Lord with my life. You must start by working consistently. And you come out the day Inconsistency we hinder the growth of our local church if we are not working right. Listen. Inconsistency we hinder the growth of our local church. When people see you around and you are not living right for God, you know what they say? Ah, That is what they will say. What kind of church is it going? Because people automatically believe that your church should have impact in your life. Your church should have impact in your spiritual life. But once you are not working consistently, you know what they will say? What kind of church is it going? 
They realize that if you are going to a place and that, I mean, and your life is not changing and you are not working consistently and you are not working for God and you are not serving God and they are saying things otherwise in your life, you know what? They begin to doubt. They even begin to doubt the kind of church you go to. So it will hinder your local church. So God is saying to you this morning that I want your conversation to be as though it is the gospel. You know the gospel never changes. Amen? It is the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. No, it says, I want you to be stable. I want you to be stable in the Lord. I'm so, listen, I wish I can get you to understand this truth this morning. I wish I can get you to understand the importance of working consistently. There are benefits that you will never understand. That God is saying that I want to work inconsistently. He said, people are watching you. People are watching your life. There was a woman that told me that the reason why he started going to a church is because she saw the women in that church, the way they are living their lives. And they said, wow. I want to join this church. I mean, she saw the way the women live their lives. She said, I want to join this church. That woman was a Muslim. And because of that, she became a Christian. Just because the Christians, they are working consistent. I met her. She had been to our church two times, but she has a church where she goes. She has been to our church two times. I'm saying this to you this morning. People are watching you. People are watching your life. You think, ah, she me not me. No. It's not you are the one that owns your life. The people will identify you with your family. People will identify you with your friends. People will identify you with the church you go to. So, if you are doing things contrary to all these things, they will doubt what you have. Our conversation is our behavior. So, we must work consistently. God desired that your practice will reflect your position in Christ. Amen? Amen? Your practice will reflect your position in Christ. Amen? Amen? You know who we have before God? We are holy. We are righteous. And because we are holy, you know what Jesus Christ says? As your Father in heaven is holy, be ye holy in all manner of what? Conversation. Be ye holy in all manner of your behavior, your manner of your work, the way you walk, as your Father in heaven is holy, and in your position, you are holy in the sight of God, and because of that, God is saying to you this morning, that I want you to be holy. I want you to live your life. I want your practices to reflect your position in Christ, working consistently. There will be a time you'll be tempted, but you must stand. I will work consistently. I will work consistently because I'm serving the Lord. Look at what I, I mean. Look, I, I read a story about Alexander the Great. How many of you heard about Alexander the Great? He was Roman emperor, very young man. He conquered so many cities, so many towns, so many uh, empires. That is what they call empires. He conquered so many, many of them. And one day there was a boy that was caught stealing. That boy was caught stealing something. And his name was Alexander. And they called this man. And Alexander the Great heard that there was a man that was called by his name who stole. And they brought this Alexander to Alexander the Great. 
And Alexander said this to him. What is your name? He said, Alexander. He said, I said, what is your name? Alexander. He said, what is your name? Alexander said, no, your name is not Alexander. It's either you change your name or you change your behavior. Listen, if people know you to be a Christian and your life is not reflecting the life of a Christian, you either change your identity. If people know you to be a Christian and you know, yeah, I'm a Christian, and your Christian life is not reflecting what you are doing. Listen, you have to change your name. You have to change your name. Because our Father in heaven, his life is characterized by consistency in his work, in his holiness. He never compromises his holiness. You know the reason why? That is why he sent Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Because he, never, he can never compromise his holiness. Because anyone that will get to heaven, they have to be holy as God. And we are already dirty, 50. And that is why he sent someone who is holy. So that when that holy person will die for we the sinner, we can have the holiness of God to go to heaven. So that is why God is always consistent in his character. God is always consistent in who he is. So God is telling us this morning as a child of God that I want you to be consistent. We need to realize that we are ambassadors of Christ. Amen? Amen. That is why we need to work consistently. We represent one man and that is Jesus Christ. Working consistently because we represent the king. Christian, we represent Christ. And he is our, he is our king. We represent him on earth. So God is saying that we must present him before the people in the right way. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, For we are ambassadors of Christ. I want to ask you, Christy. So when people say they've never seen Christ, Christy, but who do they say? Little Christ. That's why they call us Christian. I mean, Christianity. So, when people look at you, your action, your works, should be consistent. Someone said, he say, your work talks. And you say, your talk talks. And your work talks. But you say, your work talks louder than your talks talks. Do you understand that? Only... And wa oman sorrow. In one of my shakini, oman sorrow. But in wa oman sorrow, you be a no washman sorrow. You can tell people how wonderful you are. Ah, eh, wo. You are not the one in the street, woman hand your phone. I mean, you can say that. Say, wo, Baba Lada Yagan, oh, what's other Milana? Moshebe. But they want to see you. Talk is cheap. That is American line. Say talk. Enodo. In your Bible, say enodo rofo. I mean, listen. You can use your mouth to cook, but when it comes to practical, lo bossibe. I remember one day when my my mom, she traveled, and I was I was in secondary school, and she left with the siblings, my brothers. I should take you there. The first time in my life. If you see the way I was sweating, I mean, like I was sweating like something. 
I'm just saying that every one of us, we can say it. This is who I am. But let people see our life. Let's work consistently as ambassadors of Christ. So the Bible is saying to us that let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ. Whether I come or not, people will know that you are Christ, in Christ. There is a way a child of God talks. You know, it's so sad that we children of God, we don't know how to talk today. I mean, the way about Christianity is so lonely. You know, dictionary, I want Christian Miloni. Listen, the same mouth that you praise God with on Sunday. Oh, Lord, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. The same mouth that you are using to curse people. The same mouth that you are using to buy bites. Let your conversation, Christian, let your conversation. There is a way a child of God should talk. There is a way a child of God should dress. There is a way a child of God should conduct their businesses. Our business. We must work consistently because we are ambassadors of Christ. Amen? Christian, this morning, our consistency is very important. And I have two other points, but I'm going to continue that in the evening. Our consistency is so important because... If you want to live your Christian life loudly, you must be consistent. Take your Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. Matthew 5 16. This is one of, my, this is one of the verses I memorized when I just became a Christian. <laughs> this is one of the verses I memorized. One of my verses when I became a Christian, I memorized this verse. Matthew 5 16. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, Let your light so shine before who? Man, let your light so shine before who? Man, that they might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. If your life is so shiny, how many of us, we, we hate light? We hate light. Even when there is no light, what do people use? Generator. When there is no light, we have solar. Touch light. So God is saying that, I want your life shine before me. That they might see your good works. They are watching you. They are watching your life. That they will glorify your Father which is in heaven. The children used to sing and say, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Listen, we've got to let our light shine. We've got to let our light shine. Let our conversation be as becometh the gospel of Christ. There is consistency in the gospel of Christ. Jesus Christ. The same yesterday and today and forevermore. That is consistency. So when people see you, they see consistency in your life. A lot of pastors are changing today because of money. A lot of Christians are changing today because of friends. A lot of you will change because of the environment you find yourself. But let me tell you something. One thing that you can do that will bring glory to God 
when you are consistent in what you do. Listen, living our Christian life loudly is not easy. We are all faced with the same temptation and trials. We are all faced with the same worldliness. Uh, listen, things of this world are appealing to the flesh. Appealing to the flesh. I want, can I hear you? So appealing. I want to drive a nice car. Ah, we went to a meeting yesterday and one woman brought this. Uh, maybe I see Islander or something like that. 2016. There's nothing wrong with that, having that. But there's so many, I'm saying that there's so many attractive things in this life. But the Bible says, let your life so shine before me. That they might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in This is talking about the agapao love. That the love that exists between husband and wife. See, don't give that attention to the things of this world. Because it will hang one day. But one thing you need to understand. Love the Lord with all your hearts, with all your soul, with all your mind. And love your neighbor as the self. How are you working consistently? And if you are here this morning, you are not a child of God. You are not saved. You are not a Christian. Here is an opportunity for you to become. An opportunity for you to become a Christian. An opportunity for you to... Receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Every, let's stand up on our feet this morning. Let's stand up on our feet this morning. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes this morning. Let me say this. You can say 100% sure, I'm 100% sure that when I die today, I go to heaven. I know for sure that I'm going to heaven. But you said, oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure, I'm not 100% sure that I will go to heaven. Pastor, I want you to help me and show me from the Bible how I can be 100% sure that when I die, I go to heaven. Would you raise up your hand this morning? Nobody should be looking at hand, all eyes closed. Say, I'm not sure, I'm not 100% sure that I will go to heaven. I want somebody to show me from the Bible. Nobody should be looking around. I want somebody to show me from the Bible. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You are not 100% sure that you will go to heaven. Brother Wale. So, are the many, I mean, the rest of us, you said this morning, our uh, pastor, I want God to help me. I want to work consistently. I want God to help me to be able to work consistently. I want God to help me to be able to work consistently. Raise up your hand this morning. I want to work consistently before God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for making that decision consistently. And I'm going to pray with you this morning. Father, we thank you so much for these people that have raised up their hands. Thank you for the decision that they've made today. Father, I pray, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we help everyone that raise up their hands and say, I want to walk consistently before you. Father, please, oh Lord, help them. Give them the desire, the burning passion, so that they will be able to live their lives for you, oh Lord. Father, I pray if there are anything that are hindering their ways, hindering their journey to walk consistently before you. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus 
that we take it out of their way in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we pray, oh Lord, that we help our church, help our church to grow, help our church to love you, help our church to serve you, help our church to be busy about the things that you love so much, that is so winning. Thank you, Father, for everything that you've done. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for coming this morning. Uh, we are going to share the grace uh, in, in a few minutes. And uh, listen, I wanted to uh, shake our visitors. Uh, let's welcome our visitor, Brother Femi. It's good to see you. Thank you so much uh, for coming. We love you here at Fellowship Baptist Church. And we would love to see you again. We understand that you have your church where you go and you're just visiting us. Please uh, consider visiting us again in the future. Thank you so much for, for, much, for coming. Let's say, uh, grace of our Lord, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 16 verse 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. May the Lord help you to be strong for the Lord this week in Jesus' name.